monsters, madness, and magic. This, all right, we already started with a comedy gold. Going to denigrate if I, I understand all four people that would listen to this. And uh, I mean, hopefully, we can enhance the holidays. Now, as I was thinking about it, and uh, first of all, or I think first of all, or maybe again, doesn't matter. Thank you again for humoring me with this. But uh, as I watched to go ahead and kick off the holidays, I watched Nazis at the center of the earth, and uh, but then I remembered that you had said y'all actually had holiday flicks. And uh, so I've been loading up my queue. At the center of the earth is a holiday flick. I mean, um, <laughs> depends on the holiday, but yeah, it could be. <laughs> For the Proud Boys uh, audience, it is, I guess. <laughs> well, I could kick this and I won't have to, I won't keep you like complete. Well, I might be actually blowing you out of the way. All right, let's make sure. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Monsters, Madness, and Magic. I'm Daniel. Justin's not here. This is now my podcast. It used to be Kyle A. Bear's podcast because he said I look like Triple H. So right now, it's I guess you could say it's the Kyle A. Bear podcast. But until then, I'm Daniel, and I am joined once again with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. David Latt. How are you? I am fine. Um, I am stuck here on a green screen, so it's all good. Uh, that's fine. As you can see, I now have one. I am not stuck in the, well, I'm still stuck in the closet uh, for the acoustics, but I have a really cool, oh, really cool background. Got it. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, hopefully they'll, they'll do like an artifacting uh, kind of little app that I could throw them like a widget on here. So I don't have to just start artifacting, artifacting it myself and look stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> for those of you who aren't watching, I have a Max Headroom background. Yes. They're very Max Headroom. <laughs> so anyway, David Latt is the man behind the asylum. He he is the asylum. You is the asylum. I'm at one with the Yule Tide. Know what I mean? And last we met, I actually got to grill him and pick his brain for a couple hours. And uh, I just figured I'd hit him up again since Christmas time is coming up. And I haven't had to do because believe it or not, I actually had the forethought to pre-record a Christmas episode like last year for my bottom rack podcast. And I forgot which ones I did. I know I did. Um, it, and it wasn't die hard. It was like the low hanging fruit. I did the one that everybody does and it wasn't eh, whatever. And then I ended up doing, um, I come in peace because technically that is also a Christmas flick. <laughs> and on a long enough timeline, every movie hits the bottom shelf. I just, that was one of those as a kid. Uh, I, how old are you, by the way? Uh, I'm. And so that's how old I am. So I don't, did you get that? <laughs> I had this face. I had to look like my son. Like, you know, when kids are like three or four and they, something happens, they get like overstimulated and they just had this look like between crying and laughing. They don't know what to do. They just kind of. What? What? <laughs> I would imagine I was making that face. Just like <laughs> the hell is wrong with my head. What happened? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm 54. No, do you remember? Cause I'm 40. So during, uh, and I know that like, at our age now that's like not very big but as a kid i mean that might as well be an eon i remember 
the uh, direct-to-video trailers used to we used to get, especially like a full moon movies, or uh, you'd get a Vestron or something like, or a Trimark was another one. You know, you, so you get in, you pop the tape in and watch the trailer, and it was always it wasn't the voice, but it was close to it. And like the witch trap, you know, in the house, the devil lives here. I remember the uh, I come in peace trailer. So I didn't know just (laughs) just as a complete way off subject. Uh, When I was a kid, I remember the I come in peace trailer. And that was that's still like one of the coolest trailers to me. It's Christmas. Someone special is coming to town and it's not Santa Claus. Jack Kane, a cop who does things his own way. What are you doing? Shortcut. He's sensitive, understanding, and kind to strangers. Merry Christmas. But all that's about to end. I'm coming, peace. Three well-armed men have their throats cut before they can even draw their weapons. Who could possibly move that fast? Aliens. Say what? Are you crazy? It's true! You need a psychiatrist, Jack. Your psycho stole a lot of heroin to kill people with. What are you gonna do? Tell them we're we're fighting drug dealers from outer space? Huh? Human body carries a small electrical charge, right? You tune the disc to the charge and then... What the hell is going on here? As far as you're concerned, this case is closed. It's not our problem anymore. I've had a bad day. Just the overall aesthetic, the music, the voice, and then of well, course they, they were all uh, voiced by uh, Don LaFontaine, unless uh, there was a knockoff. Um, that was the voice of the trailers for every, everything. That was his name, Don LaFontaine, because I, I mean, everyone mimics him. Hell, I do it now. I just oh, yeah. somebody yeah. asked me to do one for their podcast. I was like, really? me, really? Okay, and cause, I mean, I'll do it for fun, but uh, I just I remember that trailer. And then I had to do a bottom rack episode. And I was like, I come in peace. That is a Christmas movie, actually. How fun. And yeah, it, it, I didn't really think about it. But when the movie comes on, it's actually playing. Uh, is it? I think it's playing Hark the Herald Angels Sing or something like that. And uh, the guy's riding in his Cadillac with a CD player. And then, of course, you got the really cool 80s synth wave that starts coming in eventually once the car blows up and shit. But like going into it is a Christmas flick. So anyway. 
All of that to say that this year I don't have a bottom rack episode per se, so I figured I'd make it a really special non-bottom rack episode and talk to the man himself. I watched, since you told me last time that y'all actually make Christmas movies, I actually, I set up my queue, but I watched a Al- Home Alone for Christmas. Bone, what did you do? When the Conley family... I'm sorry. But Bone can't come with us to Grandma's house this year. Leaves for the holidays. I thought it was righty tidy lefty Lucy. It's righty offy, lefty awny. They leave Bone alone. You're not going to Grandma's? I'm going to miss the big turkey dinner. But when intruders arrive... Shh. Get to work. It's up to Bone. You have to stop them. Stop them? How? To save Christmas. Time to take these guys down. The Asylum presents... Ah, I'm stuck. Dad. Ah! Thank you. Wait till you get a load of my bike. Ah! Dog. I am invincible. It's ah! a tricky one. Ah! My God! Alone for Christmas. Cuz, you okay? <laughs> Darn, Skippy. All right. <laughs> imagine my surprise it was one of those that at first i mean it didn't i i know it was the asylum because i found it on your website but uh what was the <laughs> the original title correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> bone alone yeah my there's a story my, my there. partner has uh, a very strange sense of things and so <laughs> We had a talking uh, golden retriever that he called Golden Showers. Um, but it was for kids. <laughs> and, and we're like, but that's not, you can't do that. Like, I don't understand the problem. I'm like, yeah, there's a problem with Golden Showers. And there's a problem with Bone Alone. And there's a problem with My Furry Valentine. And there's a problem with all these things that uh, you, you um, are putting out there to children. <laughs> children um, yeah the uh the internet has ruined not only me but my poor innocent mother whenever <laughs> i told her yeah i watched home alone for christmas you know the asylum makes christmas movies and she was like really that those those movies you watch for your podcast it's like yeah they make christmas movies and uh i told her i watched yeah i watched bone alone <laughs> and she was <laughs> like what the hell kind of movie is that <laughs> the, i imagine there was a really funny now like was that just a joke or was that like the actual title and y'all decided for better marketing you might change it if i may be so bold as to ask you know i i think it's probably um better if i say that it was a joke but <laughs> I, I i sincerely feel that all these titles that were given were not we're not clearly um, uh, understood the nuances of what of, of what uh, we were saying. So again, <laughs> golden showers, my free Valentine, bone alone. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those things of maybe it's just a joke that uh, that I'm not that I didn't understand was a joke, but uh, I don't think it was a joke when they were doing it. <laughs> I'll give it this. I do like the the internet has ruined everything for everybody, unfortunately, because if I were a kid, like when I was 10, a movie comes out called Bone Alone. I know exactly what it is. Like whenever I read it, I was like, <laughs> cute. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. 
<laughs> no wonder they changed it. <laughs> yeah, as an adult, I, I don't think you'd you'd have given a second. I mean, as a kid, you wouldn't give it a second chance uh, thought about what what this is. Bone alone is it's it's dogs that are you know by themselves and have to go through this home alone experience, but they're dogs, and so bone alone makes a lot of sense. As an adult, you go, Ooh, maybe not. Um, <laughs> Why do I, I have to do that every night? <laughs> wow, there you go. <laughs> you know, so that's I mean, but that's. You know, as an adult, you have a different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. So I understand my partners where it, it would be lost on the kids, but since the parents are the ones making the decisions about what they're going to buy, I just don't think they're going to buy bone alone. That could be on the top of the priority list. What uh, were you like? Was this a direct acquisition that you got for the asylum? I mean, were you involved in it at all with the film, or is it just like, hey, that's cool, we need that, that's a good oh, no, title? No, no, no. We, I mean, we, I mean, there are. Look, you know the asylum for very certain specific things, but the asylum has a lot of different, you know, um, you know, facets to it. We had a whole religious label called Faith Films, so we made religious movies. Um, yeah, uh, and so and so having uh, holiday films and family films is just it, it's we're kind of whores, so whoever is buying, you know, we're going to give them the tricks they want. And in this particular case, they needed some family films, and so we we're you know talking dog films and 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 whatnot for a specific market. And, and we go and make it. And, you know, we try and make it entertaining and fun. And, and uh, you know, and most That's, of the time I think we succeed, but there you go. That, no, that was that was my question about it is be, I watched it and uh, I've made no bones about it. I love the asylum. So whenever you told me y'all made holiday films, I was like, well, I got to watch this. And so setting up my queue and I was like, home is, you know, home alone for Christmas. I look at it and say home alone with dogs. All right. I'm in it, done it's like look who's talking now or it's going to be like uh what was the movie homeward bound where michael j fox was the voice of the the dog sure. and stuff you know it's just one of those it's like yeah i'm in all right i loved it i freaking oh, loved this movie it was adorable it was hammy makes you want to have kids doesn't it, it <laughs> well i have one but i'm past that age like where he's really little this was no this is the sad thing it's a 40 year old man sitting down watching it chewing on my atkins low carb snack and uh, my diet right no carb soda before i have to go to bed get up go to work the next morning so yeah that was <laughs> but no i loved it i the film was fun and it was it was just nice it was just so nice okay. to put on another holiday we, film we can new- make nice movies i mean <laughs> you know and and that's the kind of fun about the asylum is that you know, I, I have a slate of movies coming out in 2021, and it includes Westerns, uh, I includes, that list. Uh, Christmas movies, it includes um, uh, crazies, kaiju films, um, a lot of sci-fi. I need this um, list. You know, it's it's a fun list. So it's like, you know, every week you're doing something a little bit different. And um, and that's kind of the way we've been operating for 25 years. Um, so, you know, again, there's, there's a group of people that know us for... Uh, Sharknado, some for the TV series that we do, some for just Lifetime movies or Christmas movies or Hallmark movies or TV One or True Life drama movies, and that's all cool. You know, we're a studio; we do it all, so um, it, it's it's fun. It's more it's more impressive the more I just like digging through your your oeuvre, if you will, <laughs> of everything that you have. Like this is it's really cool to see. I've got Golden Winter queued up, and I'm gonna try to watch that one tomorrow. 
Okay, don't um, watch Golden Showers. That's a whole different movie. Thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you, thank you for you. clarifying. <laughs> what uh with um Alone for Christmas? How'd you get Kevin Sorbo in that? I guess you pay him some money and he'll show up. You know? <laughs> I, I was just curious. I mean, he's he's done a lot of indie and lower budget stuff that I see him on yeah. Amazon. And and of course, I'm a 90s kid, grew, you know, 80s and 90s. So it's Hercules. He could be in anything. I would be like, hell yeah. It's freaking Hercules. I, I think, I think um, what appealed to Kevin, I mean, I'm just talking out of my ass on this one, is that we we're offering him a family film you know, in a, in a kind of a Christmas fun movie. And usually when he does low budget, no budget movies, you know, you're paying for him to be an action star. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we weren't asking for that on this. And so a lot of times actors will, you know, give you a discount on their day rate um, in order to show that they can do other things besides what they're known for. Like if you want um, um, Freddy Krueger, Robert Englund to do, you know, a horror film, he's going to cost like a zillion dollars. You want him right. to do, a Christmas movie, you could probably get him for scale. I mean, I, I don't know him. I'm not his manager. Right. I don't go out and do that. But I'm just, as an example of just actors like to, you know, try and find something new. We did that with, um, in Sharknado, uh, John Hurd, when he um, uh, when he died, we found out, he actually did some interviews um, saying that that he thought that, that Sharknado was the, one of the best things he's ever done outside of Home Alone. And this is a band... <laughs> who did a whole bunch of amazing movies. And he said, the reason being is because if I go to an airport, everyone knows me as the home alone guy. And he looked at Sharknado and said, this will get me out of that mold. This will get me, you know, people will, will point to me and say, oh, you're the Sharknado guy. Cause he, he felt at the time that it was going to be such a big success. It will pull him out of um, this home alone, you know, trap. Yeah. And so, he, you know, he basically worked for a lot less than he would have normally. And, um, and he was right. I mean, and he enjoyed that, but he no longer was a point, you know, people were pointing him as the home alone dad, dad, but for, for Sharknado. And in phase. I mean, like, you know, Sorbo and this, it, he was funny and that's, yeah, it was, funny. it was funny and refreshing. It just, <laughs> all the actors, it, I don't see how they could not have a good time making that thing. It just, it looked too much fun. It, uh, yeah, it, you know, these, these shows are always good natured and they're, and they're um, a joy to make. And, you know, when, when you're doing a thriller or, you know, a horror film, I mean, they're still fun to make, but the mood's different, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's usually don't have dogs on set, usually don't have kids <laughs> on set. Um, you know, you're, it's just, uh, you're having a little, you know, more, you know, you're fraternizing more and you're just having right. fun. I When a, all right, what is production time like with a with a Christmas movie? Like, do you have to film this thing in December of the year before, or is this just a mad dash during June and July? I mean, what what's it like? When do you actually film a Christmas movie? Like, what's the production procedure for that? Well, uh, it it depends. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we we've done things. Look, it's an interesting question because uh, we shoot we shoot them all over the year. <laughs> Apparently, um, I know nothing you know. of it, so please forgive my. No, 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 no. I mean, look, if you're shooting a Christmas movie, um, you you want to shoot where it's Christmassy, so you don't spend mm -hmm. the money on the props. So outdoors, there's lights and there's and 
probably snow and, and damn like, i didn't think about that <laughs> Duh. And, 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 but sorry but it's not easy to do and especially in, in you know especially because we'll get the call to do a christmas movie in like march or april so they can release something in november december so that means you're really shooting these films in the summertime uh so ideally as a, as a producer i'd like to shoot them at christmas mm-hmm. but it doesn't you know most of it doesn't happen that way we did the hallmark movie um and we were done you know we shot it in the winter i mean it was like a rush job uh we finished on december 9th and it premiered on january 4th good lord yeah so i mean we i mean finished production on on december 9th that means all the post stuff everything we have teams working 24 7 um <laughs> that's gotta you know, be a record damn it was, it was insane. I, I mean, I loved it, and I think it came out great. Um, What's the movie? Uh, Winter in Vale, um, and uh, and it did really, it did great in the ratings, and, and and they really liked it. So, but but we've just, you know, we just had two films premiere on um, Ion TV um, for their Christmas this year, and uh, we were one of only four. We did two out of the four because COVID shut everything down. Mm-hmm. By the time we, we were able to kind of get work it out, we didn't shoot those films until late summer. And we shot them in Colorado and it was a, it was a heat wave. Um, <laughs> and so it was 100 degrees. We had one of the actors faint because they were wearing, you know, the you know coat. clothes. <laughs> we, we thought it was COVID. We thought, oh my God, she, you know, we, we, we screwed up somehow. But it was altitude sickness is what it was. Um, it, it, it was so it was it was so hot and everyone's wearing winter clothes and uh and she just yeah she lost it uh, unfortunately um <laughs> i hate to laugh but <laughs> maybe in, i mean i guess she's okay now oh yeah she was we oh, gave her yeah, grip and, and uh and yeah it's, it's, it's all put good. her in the corner give her a piece of bread she's all right <laughs> pretty much pretty much but you know that's an example of, of shooting um uh you know in the in the summer when it just you really do want to take advantage of the snow on the ground that's mm-hmm. you know we need snow on the ground that's what the, a network would say it's like yeah uh, otherwise you're shipping it in and you're you know have to manufacture it or you um do it in, in post and visual effects so um yeah i just got to use my first snow overlay the other day i was i had to edit a little concert piece that i did a set and it's wasn't able to play it live so i had to pre-record it but i actually used my first snow overlay and uh i was thinking about you the whole time i was doing all my set whenever i had to sit there and do it in post it's like well let me add some red smoke and i was sitting there thinking what would the asylum do and yeah. i did it oh good well i don't know if that meant that you did a really good job or really crappy job it was the no it's oh it was crappy but it's the go to it F the world and go do it attitude anyway. And it, I mean, some of it turned, it turned out kind of cool. It was far, I wail on a guitar and I added some uh, horizontal debris flying by and I just overlaid that, did a screen shake to look like the wind going. Shit, it was really cool. But uh, no, I was thinking about that. <laughs> Getting <laughs> sidetracked. When you get ideas for Christmas films, I mean, what, how do you pick them? Do you get like a whole list of people that are like, I wrote a Christmas movie, make my Christmas movie. Or do you just say, we're going to make a Christmas movie myself. You know, how do y'all pick your movies? Well, we, you know, sometimes it happens where the buyer tells us what to make. It's like, okay, this is, um, you're going to make 
you know, this, we want talking dogs. We want, you know, that's right. That's right. Um, whatever. Uh, and sometimes it's, um, uh, you know, if it's Hallmark or if it's, uh, Ion or BT or whatever you pitch them, you say, okay, you know, uh, you set up a time with, with them and you say, you know, cause they're looking for a specific Christmas movies and you say, okay, we're going to pitch you, you know, five Christmas movies and you, and you go back and forth with it, but uh, ultimately you pitch them and hopefully something about them, uh, you know, makes them say, yeah, we want to do that. I don't suppose anybody has asked for a Blade Runner-esque kind of lighthearted time traveling Christmas holiday film, have they? I'd have to do some research. Um, I feel like you would remember if somebody asked for that. <laughs> By the way, going back to Alone for Christmas, yes. uh, my wife stars in that. So there you go. Really? She's yeah, she's the mom. No way. Yeah. Cute blonde. Well, yes. David Eloise is... Uh, she she uh, was adorable. Thank you. She completely stole the show. Like, de de who? Deloise, what? I mean, acting, acting like he's from some kind of family royalty or something, whatever. Yeah, I guess he was okay. But. Oh, David Deloise is great. Any relation to Dom? Oh, I'm, yes. I'm showing, is that his son? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, cool. I still laugh uh, completely unrelated. There's a line in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights when the, the sheriff is talking to, you know, he's Dom Deloise is playing like uh, Brando's character, like the Godfather. He's playing like Corleone. And, uh, the sheriff is he's standing there talking to Corleone and Corleone says, Do you understand? And he's like, You said it succinctly. He's like, suck what? <laughs> and his bodyguards go for their guns. <laughs> the sheriff's like, no, no, no. I meant you explained it thoroughly. Eliminated, maybe even killed. Yes, you put it succinctly. Suck what? Succinctly, it means perfectly. Oh yeah, may I do that? <laughs> that's all i ever think of when i think of dom DeLuise or the uh he used to do like cooking commercials or something i think yeah, like in, i think so in the early eight like i was young like really young but uh that's how i remembered him oh no he was itchy he played itchy and all dogs go to heaven oh wow there you go yeah I did, but don't ask where that one came from i went to the, i know i went to the theater to see it but that's how i really remember him so tell me that's, I mean, obviously, unless you have a complete and totally different agenda. Uh, what do you do for Christmas? What's your holiday tradition? Like, what do you have going on? Well, this year, asking about you know, movies and shit. What do you do for fun? What do you do to relax during the holidays? This year, I will let the kids come out of the basement. I've locked them in since March. <laughs> um, so it, it'll be joyful for them. I, I haven't checked on them in a few weeks, um, but I, I think it'll be, I think they're fine. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, you know, we, we're usually with family, um, uh, this year we're not, uh, so it's, it's a little painful not to be, but you know, you want to see them the next year. So we're right. not going to kill them this year. Um, and we're going to stay indoors. So, you know, just, you know, we have a tree up, we have some presents there. Um, you know, we've gift wrapped some can of beans and a, and a pillow cushion, <laughs> Uh, a couch cushion, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, it's it's going to be just like Thanksgiving, which is, you know, we're going to be all together again and, and uh, eating, you know, something a little bit different like turkey and 
And that's really the long and the short of it. It's not going to be anything special except for we're going to all be together. And I, I have a daughter who is um, a year away from going to college. And so this is going to be our last Christmas. It was the last Thanksgiving. And it's like, oh, it's it's uh, it's painful. I know. know. It just you get all teary. Like, seriously, both joking and it's just one of those. It's like really kind of don't know how to ask. Like, okay, it's the last one. I mean, it's not the last one, but it's the last one, man. Oh, it, it, I, it, it is because, you know, she has a lot of uh, me and her and that um, when my parents said when I turned, when I was young, my parents said when you turn 16, we'll never see you again because they knew that I would just take the car and just go anywhere and do anything and, and never turn, turn, turn back around. And that's exactly the same personality that she has too, which mm -hmm. is like, you can't wait to to, to go and explore and to, to find yourself and to, and to experience life. And, and, uh, so yeah, it'll be probably few and far between <laughs> that we get together, but it's exciting. It's exciting to be young. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> huh? Of course it is. Yes. <laughs> what, uh, like what'd you growing up? Like what was some of your traditions? I, I mean, I, to kick it off, it's like every Christmas growing up, of course, I always well, watch the uh, Garfield Christmas, but. Ernest saves Christmas. I mean, Daniel we, saves that for Christmas Eve. I don't, I mean, what was some of the stuff you like to do during the holidays? Well, uh, you know, we would always recreate uh, killing Jesus because we're Jewish. So the play, you know, we would go around, we'd act as Romans, we'd act as Jews, and we'd like, kill somebody. Um, <laughs> there goes the show. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we do that. Um, uh, we, you know, TP everyone that has the, the lights in the house. So you can't see the, uh, the lights anymore, you know, all fun stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm a family guy, so it's always family. We're always doing family things. Um, uh, and you know, I'm married a Christian, so we have Jewish and holidays and Christian holidays. And I smell sitcom. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. <laughs> Bone alone holiday family fun edition. Um, uh, yeah, we got it covered all over here. And and I think we're all atheists too. So it's, it all works out. Um, <laughs> it everything cancels each other out. It's a during the presents, Chinese gift giving game. As long as there's presents for the kids. Uh, that's all they care about. That, that's the most important. What about growing up? What, what's like the number one Christmas gift you got as a kid? Like the one thing it's like, this is it. Like when you look back now, it's like, man, that was it. That was the Christmas. Wow. Come on. You already I, thought of it. What is it? I, I, again, uh, well, the easy answer is we had no Christmas presents. We were Jewish. Um, but um, <laughs> you're, you're right. Damn. Don't but, I feel like an ass? It, yeah, you should. But but that's but more importantly, <laughs> um, uh, I, you know, it, it just the, the 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 lingering fart smell of what occurred in my childhood because it's all a blur to me. It's just the family, you know. It's just it's just always been together. I can I can clearly see uh, you know unwrapping presents, being with cousins you know, going crazy mm -hmm. things, but a specific present, you know, something I opened, I wanted. And, you know, uh, I mean, I probably got my first camera that way. Um, but I can't remember if it was that or a birthday. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I just don't really have, 
I mean, I, I had a great childhood and I, I, um, parents that just doted on me forever. So it's, it's like, I'm sure they give me everything I asked for. Um, but specifically it, it's all meaningless. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I could tell you Christmas 84 Optimus prime. I've still got him. There you and go. I won't even break. You worth something. I mean, he ain't got any of the hands. He he squeaks when he rattles and stuff. It's kind of like me. But uh, no, I still got him. And then Christmas 87, I got my Nintendo Entertainment System. That was like, looking back now, that was it. Peak. That, that was done. I remember getting it. The Nintendo action set that had the gun. And, oh, excuse me. The zapper. It had Mario and Duck Hunt. Now I'm in the group. Now I am at one with the magic. And it was good. To, I am who I am today because of He-Man and Optimus Prime keeping me from doing bad things in Nintendo. And it was... <laughs> I, you know, maybe maybe here's more important. I, I was always such a um, proactive person. I always did things. I always did things my own way and was very uh, aggressive in, in going from A to B to C. Um I mean, I was organizing plays when I was five years old for charity in my neighborhood and put on these plays and put on these big events and, and nice. produced them back then that I don't recall ever like getting anything, you know, in the holiday stuff because I would have probably already um, figured out a way to buy it myself, you know, go because I was, um, my, the reason why my parents said, when you turn 16, wherever you see you again, because from the age of like seven on, I was taking the bus out in the city, I was, you know, finding my own way. I, I was riding my bike to, to stores, comic book stores, bookstores, you know, and and figuring out ways doing odd jobs, even as a kid, just to try and get a dime or a nickel and then buying it myself and doing things. So um, I never really, I don't think there was ever a thing I needed or wanted on on, on the birthday thing or the, or the holiday thing, because I was kind of doing it already. Um, Man, I, envy, I envy that entrepreneurial spirit. It, it, you know, I look back at it and go, and go, that's a really, I was probably a very odd kid. Because <laughs> so, I don't see it in my kids and I don't see it in, you know, in anyone else. Like, <laughs> I don't know what those, that chemicals were to, to make up that kid. I, I, I definitely feel like there was a lot more energy back then than I have now. Um, it you creates know. a movie studio is what it does. It, sure. And then you get lazy and stay on the green screen stage. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I started learning that too. I mean, not now, but like oh, green screen stuff. What's the, uh, so the Kung flu, like I think last time we talked, it had been a while and it like the full lockdown hadn't really affected anything. So how bad has that been for like asylum flicks or have y'all basically gone into closed studio sets? Have y'all been able to keep things kind of trucking along or, I mean, what's that? Well, been like? few, it, I mean, it took a few months to kind of go, okay, are we going to do this? Or are we not going to do this? And I think what the um, what, what the tipping point were uh, points were is that a, a lot of the people that, that I work with on the production side, not the corporate side. The corporate side is, you know, they've been they have four hundred one ks and insurance and, mm -hmm. and a steady job, a steady paycheck. But the but the artists on the production side um, are pretty much all freelance and. You know, you know, after a few months of lockdown, I'm getting these phone calls from friends that are my age and, and a little bit younger, probably younger, they're all younger, um, that uh, it's like, I'm about to get evicted. I can't afford, you know, to feed my family. I haven't worked in three months. 
you know, they work from job to job, not paycheck to paycheck. Right. And it's like, okay, we need to make a decision on how we go forward and can we make movies? We'd started off slow at the end of May. Um, we made um, a show that had like four crew members and two casts. And, and then the next show we made what had like 10 crew members and like 10 cast. And then, you know, we slowly kind of kept moving along. Here we are in December and we've probably made 12 movies since, um, um, uh, since May. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Um, I love y'all. <laughs> God I mean, knows. I wish I was over there with y'all. <laughs> that is fantastic. It, it's, it's good. It's bad. I, I, I really like employing my friends and making it all work. It's it's bad because it's always a crapshoot, and you you want your friends to be safe, and you want them not to be sick, and you don't want them to get anyone else sick. Uh, we just we're in a situation right now with the show that start supposed to start uh, tomorrow. Um, what show? We, uh, what's that? What show? Well, it's called uh, Alien Conquest. Okay, and um, and the lead actor um, tested positive for COVID. Oh no! Uh, so you know we have to uh, we we stop production. We're gonna we have to you know she was around a bunch of cast and crew, so we have to kind of they're gonna be locked down, and we have to kind of test. And this is something we haven't had to do before. We've had a little COVID scares here and there, but mm-hmm. you know you know she's freaked out. You know, the, the the cast and crew wants to make sure they're okay and stuff. So we have to proceed lightly and, and, and cautiously and make sure that everyone's safe to go back to set and shoot a film. So there's right. a situation where um, COVID has kind of, you know, put a roadblock to, to the show. It's kind of, oh, okay. it's kind of, it's, yeah, not, not great, but, but right now the lockdown is so crazy. I mean, you know, while the virus is in, in such a hyper crazy state that you could just, you know, go get your mail and you'll be like, inundated by the virus <laughs> i was like it's it, it, the, the numbers are stupid crazy <laughs> now so you say it's a show is it a like a series or is it just a movie no no this is a a, a one-off movie oh okay okay i was uh chatting with zavi um we were, he was actually talking about he was looking to uh, audition for a couple more though because i was asking if y'all were still up moving because i've been chatting with him Ever since I think I had mentioned that I was talking with him after uh, getting in contact with him from Atlantic Rim Resurrection, and uh, I mean, ever since then, we've just been chatting back and forth. We've actually become pretty cool friends. But uh, I was asking him how the casting was going over there. I was just just curious, it because you know being in such a different part of the country, things are just so com- basically just completely different. Right. And uh, I was just curious about because like here I'm just sitting here watching Christmas from. Uh, South Carolina, as you could tell by my wonderful dulcet tones. Oh yes, it's the uh, it's the no. southern charm, the the boyish good looks, and yet the rugged manliness that I have to keep plugging my computer in is scared of the machismo. I don't think we've shot in South Carolina yet. Well, you should. I know we should. Believe me, everybody shoots here. It was target practice. I'm trying to film my set, and I had to basically do parallel compression. Only instead, it's like using an ambient mic and then plug directly into my laptop because on that particular Sunday, somebody felt like having a fish fry, a lift kit party for their truck. The post office truck drove by like four times. The post office is closed on Sunday. <laughs> but yeah, you could actually hear in my set. You'll hear in the back of here. 
<laughs> which is fine for those who are not around. Uh, generally, it's, we hear that all the time. Hear gunshots, target practice all the freaking time. It's, and multiple, that's just practice. It's when you hear one that you kind of have to stop and listen and make sure everything's okay. That's breaking and entering. Yeah. Well, do you guys uh, in South Carolina believe in the, uh, the virus? Do you guys lock down? Do you guys? Uh... They did it a little bit. Again, it's it's different for people. I am of the particular mind that I really don't believe much of anything I see, like in the media as such. I take everything and then try to find the middle. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This around here, no, it's. It's nothing. I mean, if you look at the statistics, especially from here, from what we've seen, it has a mortality rate of 0.02%. Holy shit. I have a better chance of dying by a shark attack in Oklahoma. So it's just, and it's a mindset. It's the mentality. Now around here, nothing's locked down. We shut stuff down for the most part for like two weeks, but it's just a little things. I mean, and there's no need to, I don't excoriate people for how they believe. If they want, if they feel they need to stay home to stay safe, holy shit, stay home, take care of yourself. If you need anything, call me. I'll come and get it. I'll go and pick it up and I'll bring it to you. I'll drop it off on the front porch or I'll sit there, Pony Express that bitch right out the window if I need to. You know, if somebody needs anything, call me. But that's just my personal choice. And I, you know, we happen to live in an area that we can do that. But as far as their lockdown, not. Fucking Walmart stayed open. Apparently, the only victim of COVID around here is small business because you can still go to Walmart and you can still go and get groceries. You can still hang around and jaw jack with everybody else. They didn't have to wear masks in government buildings, but holy shit, closed down Zaxby's. So they just, that's just me. I'm ranting and it ain't about me. But uh, no, it's like I said, it's completely different in this, like where I'm at in our region. Uh, Georgia, they stayed open pretty much most of the time. And I'm just curious because they film a lot in Georgia. Zaddy was talking about, uh, I think he had auditioned for a part in Georgia. You should come to Georgia. More specifically, Augusta, like 10 minutes away. You, do you golf? Me? Yes. No. Do you want to pretend? Let's make no. a golf movie. No. <laughs> oh, come on. Let's make like a golf mafia movie. It's like a real satirical thing, like the good old boys golf mafia, because that's exactly what it is around here. Yeah, I would, I would be a lot more successful if I knew how to play golf. Um, <laughs> do you know how to swear? And do you know how to not hit a ball? Oh, I could do that, too. Do you have a lot of money? No, not too much. Uh, can, we could pretend that, and if we, like, white it out your hair, give you that Bob Barker Floby thing. and uh, you it all work out? You fit the part. You could do it. I'll be your caddy. It'll be hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, look around it, man. If you came here to Carolina, I would be, don't tell me where you're at because I wouldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Sit there and kick your door in. So, uh, hit me with some holiday films. Like you say, you got some movies coming up. Actually, you can hit me with any and all films you got. I've got, uh, where did my finger go? Sorry. The camera thing, the group screen moved it away i have on my list i have watched bone alone <laughs> alone for christmas i have golden winter queued up and it looks like you've got a movie called christmas bells mm-hmm. i have now is that a new one let's see that's a bet presents is that streaming or is that only for bet 
Well, I made it for BET. I don't know. You know, you're talking to the wrong guy when it comes to distribution of where you can find things because I don't oh, know okay. that part. But um, so if you can find it, you can find it. It's, that, it. That is a fun movie. Really? Oh, yeah. I, 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 it, everything just worked on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I was telling the people at BET, I'm like, the two leads that we have uh, on that show, I'm like, if we, they need a sitcom. They're just, the chemistry is so great, the, you know, the banter, the comedy. Um, uh, it, it, yeah. So uh, it, it's a fun movie um, to, to, yeah. So yeah, we have, gosh, boy, what else? Um, our first Christmas movie is called, well, like, adult Christmas movie, not the kid talking dog stuff. Uh, it's called Love at the Christmas Table. Okay. And that one, I don't know, we made that 300 years ago, but um, that's <laughs> probably my favorite Christmas one. Um, it's one that Lifetime, you know, always puts at their top list of, of, of uh, Christmas movies. It was just a joy to make. I mean, this is great, great, great memories of making it and just, you know, production of it. I really enjoy. I mean, I like all of them. Uh, the Christmas movies just have a special place for me, but that one in particular just hit all the right, you know, uh, notes to me. Um, we just finished two for Ion um, called Christmas Sitters and Bows of Holly. Um, also a lot of fun. They just premiered over the weekend. Um, they're going to be replayed again before Christmas. Uh, I would recommend watching those. They're a lot of fun and, and know that we shot that in 100 degree heat in Colorado, which by the way, the day we were done uh, with Bows of Holly uh, in Colorado, there was a freak snowstorm. We literally <laughs> packed everything up. It was it was 100 degrees the day before, and then there was a freak snowstorm that lasted for a day, and then the next day was 100 degrees again. After so, you packed up. After we packed up. <laughs> it, it was, and everything was blanketed. I mean, it was like thick snow because it was a snowstorm. Um, we got drone shots of it, so we were able to get some, you know, go back with a drone and shoot a lot of stuff, but still... Uh, I want to say I, I, we had for Bows and Holly, I, I, I personally did 206 visual effects shots for that. Wow. Um, just to give it the illusion uh, that we we're shooting in the, in the winter. Dude. So, so it's fun. All right. So that I want to, I've wrote those down. So it's Christmas sitters and Bows of Holly. Yeah. And. B-E-A-U-S Bows. Anyways. Yeah. Ah, B-E-A-U-S. B-E-A-U-S, Bows of Holly. Now, are those, okay, I, I guess they could just type in the title and they'll find it. I just wasn't sure if, right. if those would be streaming. Now, is this is this distributed as an asylum film or is it's it really, like? Is, these are asylum movies that we make for the networks. Um, I didn't and, know if it was like, uh, you know, how Full Moon has Moonbeam. Um, right. Or what no, this other final. lines? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, so give, you got a couple more. Got any more that stand out uh, to you? Uh, Beauty and the Beast Christmas. Uh, also for Ion. Um, Rent an Elf. Um, Christmas in Vienna, although they changed the title. So now I'm trying to think of it. Oh, it's called Best Christmas Ball Ever. These are just... You know, exactly what you think they're going to be. They're just very light, fair, Hallmark-esque. Um, very little drama. Um, you know, very pretty people falling in love. Um, wondering why they can't find the right love. 
even though they're very pretty. <laughs> but that is the asylum is known for that. You you find the most ungodly beautiful women to put in your film. I say that just as a hetero male, but there are some good looking dudes on there too who are just there impo- are? they're just impossible. Like <laughs> asking Zavi, what the hell do you do? Like, what's your diet? Because he's stacked. And it's like in Atlantic Rim Resurrection, and he should have been the freaking robot because dude is built. But yeah, it just that's it seems to be your modus operandi. So yeah, you're you've got the right parts and everything. Attractive people. So what you know? What are you going to do? It's, <laughs> it, it's a visual medium. Um, Very true. So. I have the perfect face for radio. Uh, I me too. Which is why I, I, I the perfect face for producing for me. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what uh so what is your favorite christmas movie well i don't know why i did the movie voice all of a sudden it's, uh, what's your favorite christmas movie well i mean that we've made no just that you oh. you you, oh. you are a human being i kind of well, trying to subtly get to know well, you <laughs> well uh, there's really not a lot to know um <laughs> you know we've we do watch uh, die hard um, ah. um so there is that uh and it's a great christmas that's a great christmas movie <laughs> um, but you know if i was to kind of like say what what is it? miracle on 34th street it's probably you know my one that really kind of connects me to my childhood mm-hmm. um because it was a favorite of my parents and so we would watch that all the time mm-hmm. you know um, and so I don't necessarily believe that I have a great affinity towards that movie, but it's, it, it definitely, it's like Ratatouille, you know, it's like right. you have that food, you get, and you're suddenly back home, you yep. know, uh, with mom and dad. And yep. that, that movie does that for me. Uh, my kids have never seen it. Uh, I don't think they've ever seen anything black and white, quite frankly, but, um, <laughs> um, it, you know, so that would be the one that connects me the most. I mean, and then anything else that plays during the Christmas time, like, um, Wizard of Oz, is that playing Christmas time? I mean, it's, it, it just, I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm, there's probably a hundred Christmas movies that I'm just not thinking of straight away, but uh, Miracle came to mind first. So we'll, we'll stick with that. It's, you know, it's that time of year. Generally, people is you either hang around with family or you're thinking about family. It's just that you get that nostalgia thing going on. And I was, I was just curious. You know, I mentioned before, I, I watched Ernest Saves Christmas. And, uh, you know, that's the timeless class. I actually went to the theater to see that one. And I generally watch that one like every year. I remember going to see uh, Home Alone. Used to see, I got family in Myrtle. They uh, live Georgetown, which is like half an hour out from uh, Myrtle Beach. And uh, so I spent like half my childhood there. And we would go, you know, during the holidays, we'd take a trip to Georgetown. And then we'd go to the Inlet Square Mall, which is in Myrtle's Inlet. And I remember we watched Home Alone. I saw that in the theater. And then Home Alone too. And I swear to God, that's one of the most time like i have never really laughed as hard in a theater as i did when i saw home alone 2 that first one got me but good god when he was when kevin McAllister was chucking those bricks down in them from the rooftop knocking off a youngster ain't gonna mean all that much to me understand mm-hmm. but since we're in a hurry i'll make a deal with you you throw down your camera and we won't hurt you You'll never hear from us again. Okay? You promise? 
I cross my heart and hope to die. Okay. Okay, kid. Give it to me. How many fingers am I holding up, Marv? Eight. Okay, kid. You want to throw bricks? Go ahead, throw another one. If you can't do any better than that, kid, you're gonna lose. Marv, get up. You don't have any more bricks. He's out of it. What? <laughs> what? Let <laughs> me That yep. just, I, I was breathless. I didn't know I, if I was going to breathe properly. The only other movie to do that to me again was probably the second Ace Ventura movie where I actually... Oh, for, for me, where I couldn't stop laughing. And I'm not a huge laugher. My partner is a great laugher. I'm, I'm not. So you don't invite me to go to shows and stuff because like, if you're there for me to laugh, it's very difficult for me to laugh out loud. But the Laugh Out Loud movie for me was um, There's Something About Mary. Mm -hmm. that, that just, it broke down so many barriers and just like what they were able to get away with. And it was surprising and shocking. And, um, uh, that was uh, it, like bell laugh at like crying. I couldn't like catch my breath laugh. Uh, my favorite comedy one is blazing saddles. That's, that, you know, <laughs> I, and there was a time where I could recite the entire script, you know, for that. But there's something about Mary is the one that just, I couldn't breathe. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was just that fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm like that. It's generally, I don't, I very rarely like laugh out loud. So whenever I do, I do tend to remember it. I actually remember in home alone for Christmas, there were a couple of parts that actually made me chuckle whenever. And I was like, Holy shit. He got me. So uh, that I had to note that too. Oh, did you know, which probably don't, or you could even care less. There's a, they made a jingle all the way sequel. And it's, I, I was like, so I watched Jingle All the Way the other day. And of course, it's got Arnold in there and, and a body count of less than one. And which is astounding considering Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this movie, but not, it's, you know, it's a fun movie. But then mm -hmm. I happened to see that there was a Jingle All the Way too. And it's got Larry the Cable Guy. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually like it better than I like the original. Oh, <laughs> it's it's funny. It's just it, especially if if you like the way Larry does his humor, just those quips, those little one liners. I actually call he's like a modern to me, like a modern day Ernest P. Worrell, just with his quips, his sure. little one liners that he'll do, 
but yeah, and the movie is funny as hell. And then the the little girl, like she is so adorable that I don't care the hardest of hearts whenever you watch that film and you see her smile, it's just like oh. And then Larry will say something goofy. <laughs> it's just it's funny as hell. That was a <laughs> so yeah, if you're looking for something new to watch, that's a good one. Though give are you gonna send me that list of what you got coming out to the asylum or i'm gonna have to sit there or do i need to get like a plebeian and just sit here and wait for the announcements and stuff with like you're gonna email me a list give me something to get excited about screeners send me your send me your email i'll send you a list you have it i'm the guy that keeps spamming you with the useless okay we'll no, do no, i mean not send me like this is what i mean not send me your email but send me an email to ask me for that Okay. Because I because I will forget um, <laughs> instead of the usual. Hey, but, but if, I'm your fan. Remember me. But I will, you know. So, so if, but I will always go through my emails. I always, you know. Whereas my partners might have emails they haven't seen in three years, I make sure that I get to go through all my emails on a daily basis and I clear out my email cache by by Friday. You know, I <laughs> I I have to be on top of all of it because you know there's so many things going on. Uh, so if you send me an email. I will see it. And if you don't get it, that just means I ignored you. But um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I did see it. Um, and I will remember. So what do you want for Christmas? Or Hanukkah, excuse me. Uh, we do both. Um, it's, it's the best of both. What do you want for Christmas? Um, you know, I think a really good 2021 is, is really the uh, just a normal 2021. <laughs> The ability to go out and not feeling like you're going to die uh, mm -hmm. is good. My kids to go out to school, you know, I just uh, a good, safe 2021. Because quite frankly, 2020 is, it, it. as I told my kids, we had a big blackout here at the house for like three days. And when that was done, uh, this was like, like a week ago. Um, I said, look, we've, you know that if you go through a pandemic, we're going to be fine. And mm -hmm. you know that if you go through the blackout, you're going to be fine. We have the supplies. We have the ability to get through it. There's no drama. There's no stress. You don't have to worry about th those things anymore. You know you can handle it. So this 2020 has not been like crazy, you know, staying up at night, you know, nails clenched. It's been a really interesting ride, but I'm done with it. So let's, you know, <laughs> 2021, you know, I'm, I'm, I just hope for some normalcy and, and we can go and enjoy what's out there outside that, the, the front door. Right. <laughs> I understand completely. And then so, I can make a movie without feeling like, you know, I'm putting my friends at risk. And give me some more asylum films so I can watch there you them. Go. <laughs> so uh Christmas dinner, got anything special? I mean, we got got like a big meal planned or something. I mean, I know you got the Well, the good news is uh my wife's a great cook, so I don't have to worry about that. She's a wonderful um, cook. She and, and in case she's listening, he told me that before I press record. He said, "I just want you to know, Dan, I love my wife. She is the embodiment of heaven on earth, and she is the best cook ever." Merry Christmas. I, I I've said that many times to her, just like that. Um, <laughs> and my daughter has learned how to cook um, during this. Oh boy. Lockdown. So, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's it, and that's great. In fact, she she is responsible for the weight I've gained because she <laughs> does. She's trying to do a dessert, an international dessert, every time she goes and cooks. So it's like like every three days. So she'll make something from Pakistan or from Italy or from Germany or Malaysia, wherever it is, and she'll find a unique recipe 
and make that dessert and I'll eat anything. So uh, <laughs> it's been, I love Christmas. <laughs> it's been great. So uh, yeah, we're just, we'll, we'll just, they'll, they'll make something and I'll eat everything. <laughs> well, man, I won't keep you forever this time, even though I was supposed to talk to you about Nazis at the center of the earth, but okay. we'll just have to do that one next time. I'm going to partner, uh, uh, Paul Bales. He wrote it. So I'm good. Well, we need to get him on there too. Cause I've got, that one's going to need a whole episode because not only, well, I say not only like everything that floats around in my brain of this, like things that interest me, that movie had almost everything. If it yeah. had Optimus prime and he man, it probably would have had everything that I like, kind of did at the end. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, well, yeah, no spoilers though. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Actually, it kind of did my That's son. Cool. Just to tout this movie is a tease for next time. I absolutely loved it. Now, my kid, I love children. <laughs> they are so mercifully free from social bondage and manners. And so he walks by, looks at him. He, he's not supposed to blaspheme, but he says, he's like, Jesus Christ, what is that? <laughs> and <laughs> so after I scolded him for that, I uh, continued to, ah, oh, I see, I can't. Okay, let me tease the thing without spoiling it. And so you got Nazis, Agartha, Shambhala, Hollow Earth Theory, Nazi zombie monsters, UFOs, robot Hitler, and a machine gun arm. Yep. In one movie. Uh, I'm holding up two fingers, but in one film. And, and I, I, pointed this out, I pointed this out to my son, and I said, I laid all of that out and then i said and we have had all of this in an hour and a half and have you ever seen a movie any other movie that contains this like this kind of stuff and he was like well no and i was like and it's like kind of cool isn't it <laughs> and it's like i mean yeah it is. you know they put it like that yeah <laughs> it's still goofy yes son i know go to bed but <laughs> so yeah i, I want to get him on like seriously we got well he's he's a much better interviewer uh he, interviewee he's uh mostly drunk and uh and he's very smart so and he's very snarky so you should interview paul bales <laughs> get a good place yeah get him good drunk so we can tolerate you are a wonderful guest you tolerate me well you know, I, I figured this thing's not working anyway, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is the green screen anyway? What is that behind you? Ah, it's it's a shark with legs. Clearly, it's a closet mm -hmm. closet case. <laughs> what is that, like a green screen studio? or? Yeah, we were shooting Sharknado 3 on that. And that one of the crew members was just messing around. Took his <laughs> pants off, put, put, put the prop on his, on his body. So, there you go. That's all I have is a screensaver. Well, David Latt, thank you so much. Uh, make sure I've got your newest films so that people can go and watch them because the whole point is it just kind of free balling, uh, freewheeling this thing. Well, Freudian slip is uh, kind of wanted to do a little holiday episode. So make sure I got you got Bows of Holly, which is B E A U S, Bows of Holly, and Christmas Sitters. And then, of course, I uh, love. Ion. They're What's on it? Ion Television. Ion Television. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got any more want to throw at me other than Home Alone for Christmas that I absolutely loved? Well, I mean, like I said, Love at a Christmas Table um, uh, is, uh, is probably available for streaming. 
Um, the uh, Ion shows our shows all the time, so you, you'll you'll probably see Rent an Elf and um, Rent an Elf. That was it. Um, uh, best Christmas ball ever. We shot in Vienna. Um, it's gorgeous. Oh gorgeous. wow! Yeah, um, yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff. Probably go to our website and, and see what else is there. <laughs> Groovy or Amazon Prime. I uh, I love Amazon Prime, and uh, they have most of your flicks that or any that I just happen upon that I see it. Like for instance, Nazis at the center of the earth. I had no idea that was you. I was a uh, just, I saw it. I read the synopsis. I, like, <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, I'm watching this. And I turn it on. It comes up. It's like, okay, it's decent. Kind of starts out. And saw it's in the asylum. It's like, yes. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Made my day. Anyway, David Latt, I will let you go. Um, thank you so much for being on here. Don't you leave before I would turn off the recorder, but this has been an episode. Merry Christmas, happy holidays and everything else from me. Cause you might hear me again on monsters, madness and magic, or you might not till the year's over. Who knows That's the way this year's been going hell. Who knows? I don't either. But anyway, all of y'all out there have a Merry Christmas. Go to Amazon prime or Tubi TV or wherever you kids go for your movies and watch some asylum films. We'll put a list up in the description. So, chat. Right. Bye. Bam. Done. I'm turning. All right. Away.